Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We are Cavan Podcast. Because Cavan's not just a place, it's a people. Very good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast brought to you by We Are Cavan. Excitement just coursing through my veins as we look forward to. It's only, it's basically D-Day minus two, Paul. Can you believe it? It's almost here. It's the Senior Championship. And the beautiful thing about the Cavan Senior Football Championship this year, you know the way we complain about the All-Ireland and it starts with a, an absolute flop of a game with New York taking on Mayo. We're going heavyweight straight into it this year in Cavan. We're going to go open it with the senior champions against one of the favourites or, or one of the top few teams in the county against Rammer. It's it's just a way to go. Get in with a bang. Yeah. Oh, here. This is uh, Joshua against Fury here. This is one against two in our rankings, in our power rankings. So you can, this is the biggest possible game we could have to start the championship. And like, we didn't need anything to make us more excited, David. Let's be honest here. No. This is this is like a, this is like a, a child going mad around the house, and you, you hand them a can of Red Bull to calm them down. This is just <laughs> this is just putting us crazy all together. It is. So what we're going to do on today's show is we're going to do our championship preview. So basically, looking through who we think is going to make the quarterfinals, semifinals, and final, and then the winner um, of it. We'll also be looking back over Lara against Mullahorn in the Division 2 final, kind of incorporating that because they're both senior teams anyway. But before we get into that, Paul, in light of the weekend's action, I have a core ball coming for you here. And this is nothing to do with the fact that you said that Tyrone team won't <laughs> win Ulster or won't <laughs> win... What was the exact comment? But if it's nothing to do with it, why did you just bring it up there, David? <laughs> I just like bringing it up, to be honest. But but I am going to give you a wee bit of credit here, right? Tyrone are now in the All-Ireland final and on merit. They deserve to be there. They're, they're, they are a good enough team to be there. Does it now change how we evaluate Cavan's 2021 season? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I hadn't thought of that. Um Possibly, possibly so, yeah, because we've got a wide enough sample of games to see that Tyrone are actually a lot better than we gave them credit for. So, yeah, it, I think it definitely does. Oh, you gave them credit for it. I don't want to be associated with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. I did jump on the bandwagon. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I abandoned my principles with 37 years on earth being a pessimist. And all, all it took was one Ulster win for me to absolutely lose the run of myself. Start tipping Cavan to go to Oma and win. I don't know what I was thinking, but I, I didn't rate that that Tyrone team and you know what I don't think they'll win the final uh, I think Mayo are going to win it now if you look at the analysis of the game on Saturday I think it's it's incredible it really is it really stood out to me how the analysis everywhere and even 
very well respected pundits who know a, lot, know a lot more about the game than I do have been saying and I think this has been unanimous Kerry have been terrible everyone has said that Kerry were terrible atrocious everything went wrong Tommaso Shea was going to town on them on the radio I listened to a bit of it uh, during, the, during extra time he thought they were terrible everything was going wrong Tyrone brilliant Tyrone were br- heroic Tyrone had unbelievable McGeary Myler everything was right everything was brilliant Yes, it was a one-point game after extra time, which is the closest possible uh, margin of defeat bar penalties that you could possibly have in the GA. So I think that that says one of two things. If Kerry were absolutely horrendous, as we've been told, and lost by a point after extra time, that says to me that either Kerry are absolutely a brilliant, brilliant team. And I don't think at this point where we are now on Tuesday after that game, I don't think there's anyone in the country that Lone Kerry saying that, or Tyrone are not that good. Now, I don't mean it in the sense that Tyrone are, are shy. They're in an All-Ireland final. They're Ulster champions. They've beaten Donegal. They've beaten last year's Ulster champions in Cavan. They've beaten Monaghan. Now they've beaten Kerry. So Tyrone have to be respected. But I would possibly say that Tyrone are probably being overrated now on the basis of that. Like if they had to play that, that well, like it was described, uh, where do they see it? In one national outlet, anyway, it was described as the best Tyrone performance in a generation. You know, and yet they won by one point after extra time against the Kerry team, who all agreed have were played terribly. So I think possibly uh, there's there's a lesson in that for us. I thought once that that the game was put back, I thought that was huge for Mayo because they'll have had loads of time to digest that that defeat to or that finally toppling Dublin. Yeah, I thought that was good yeah. for for Mayo. They also had injuries and that was, that was going to help them as well. So And I still think so. So when you're on a run like Mayo are on of losing finals and finding new ways to lose finals, it becomes an odyssey and it, get, it doesn't get any easier. It gets harder. We always say you have to lose one to win one, but nobody would ever say you have to lose 10 or 12 to win one. At that stage, it actually gets harder. But I think to break a cycle like that, you need something drastic to happen. With Cavan last year, it was probably a championship being played in wintertime in front of no fans, taking the pressure off you. It was something dramatic that we hadn't seen before. I don't think we've ever seen a team have a... have. Is it going to be a four or five-week run into an All-Ireland final uh, like Mayor are going to have? We haven't seen that before either. So I think that's going to, that's just a curveball that's thrown out there and it can only help Mayo because the record in All-Ireland finals, while they have played really well in some of them uh, and they've pushed Dublin all the way and far closer than anyone else has, the record is still horrendously bad because they've had about 12 goals at it going back to 1989 96 but to a replay and 04 and 06 and uh, 2012 2013 16 was two games 17 last year you know Mm. the record is atrocious so I think they need something radical to come along a disruptive factor and they might just have got that now and the hype that's going to be around their own as well and plus another uh, little thing before we move on from this is in all the the finals that Mayo have played and I went back to 89 with this now they might have been favourites when they won in 50 and 51 but right back to 89 so all their finals in modern times go back nearly to over 30 years they've never been favourites and that includes all those replays were they in the final in 97? they were against Kerry and they were they were favourites going into that one or so David Brady, I heard him talking on a podcast that I was listening to this morning, actually. And he was saying that was the only time that they held a favourites tag going into a final um, that he can remember. 
Mm, I must check that one. I, I doubt it. I, I know Kerry hadn't won in 11 years, but Kerry had won the league that year. Uh, I doubt they were they were favourites. Now, sometimes you'll hear people saying that, but when you actually check back uh, and yeah. check, like if you could, I, what I do is I go to the newspaper archives, check the papers in the late, days league knockout, and there will always be a reference somewhere to the betting odds. So in, in terms of, you know, we're talking about establishing the actual favourites. That's the favourites, the betting favourites with the bookies. The bookies. Yeah, I, I doubt that Mayo went in as favourites against Kerry in an All-Ireland Only final. Only the fact that they had been in the All-Ireland final in 96 had it tipped the scale a wee bit. Mm, Kerry hadn't been in the fi- final in a good good while at that stage. But yeah, yeah. This, it, this, was, it was expected to be ahead of their time in 97. This current Kerry run is is as bad as they've had in their history because they obviously they went 11 years that time in 97. But if you take out the 2014 win, they haven't won it now uh, in 12 years. They'll be going into their 13th year. So, okay, they did get one win to break it up, but mm-hmm. it wasn't even a vintage win for them. It was a terrible final that year, decided by a goalkeeper mistake where where they had, you know, Duddy um, God had done the hard work for them on the other side of the draw. So, yeah. but to be fair, Jim McGuinness didn't want to win it that way. <laughs> Let's not get into that one, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, a few things on it. Uh, going back to the throne, and, and very, very quickly because we're, we're, we're on a sidebar here. Um, I thought Tyrone just played the absolute stormer, and in, in terms of using the COVID card, to whatever extent they had COVID, they there's no argument that they had some, it's just what extent they had of it. And then the more I thought about it in the build up to Saturday's game, it was the ideal scenario, right? Kerry intervene as they did um, and, and it worked out that it was a game if Kerry didn't intervene and the GEA said no you're not playing that game then for 2022 Fergal Logan, Brian Duhar have that siege mentality, the world is against us the GEA is against us, every county is against us let's, let's prove everybody wrong so they could create siege mentality very easily the alternative was Kerry intervene and say geez no we want to play this All-Ireland semi-final, my god lads these boys don't respect you. They think it's going to be so easy to beat you that they're willing to hand over the opportunity to get into an All-Ireland final. Instead, they just feel it's a matter of showing up and playing and beating you. It's just going to be that easy for them. We better show them. We've got to go out and do it. It was so masterful of a tactic, of a, of a way of motivating the group. I thought Ker- Tyrone just played it absolutely brilliantly. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, I think a lot of it was maybe the general hype about COVID uh, fed into it as well, because people heard COVID mm. and they immediately went, oh, well, if a load of them have COVID, that means that they're they're absolutely crippled and they're walking wounded and everything else, which, which probably wasn't the case. A little bit of an alarmism there. Tyrone might have told the truth and said 15 lads have COVID. There's every possibility one or two of those boys had symptoms. Now, I know they said one fellow was hospitalised, an awful lot of people get COVID, thank God, and don't get any symptoms. So there might have been a bit of alarmism going on there as well. And mm. Tyrone were happy to, to surf that wave. But it's 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 interesting. Another thing, the last point we make of this, and we often talk about it on the podcast, is how head-to-head records historically are um, are so important. And they really are a factor. And I think it's something that's overlooked. Like we see it with clubs in Cavan, where you might have just hypothetically speaking, and this isn't the case, but just off the top of my head, you might have uh, Rammer can always beat Krushlaw. Uh, Krushlaw can always beat Garner, but Garner can beat Rammer. Well, we see that all the time. And like we see it in inter-county football. We'll say Monaghan and Donegal. Monaghan have an unbelievable record against Donegal going back to the, to the 60s and 70s. Yeah. Um, 
and right Tyrone through Tyrone have a terrible record against Donegal but Tyrone have a great record against Monaghan a great record against Monaghan yeah but Monaghan can never seem to beat Tyrone and then you have Kerry and Ke- this is the biggest head scratcher of all that Kerry struggles so badly with Tyrone they just get spooked by them because Tyrone don't respect them and Kerry mm. Kerry okay they command respect but they also demand it and they don't like it when they don't get it and Kavanaugh yeah. was t- touching on that before. He was like, oh, God forbid someone would come up here and actually lay a glove on, on Kerry. But it's, <laughs> you see, the thing is, Kerry draws such confidence and sustenance from their tradition. Yeah, and their tradition is is kind of like Cavan's to an extent. Uh, only we kind of stopped and they kept going. But to that point, they had won, I was looking this up, they had won 39 Munster titles and 18 senior All-Irelands by the time Tyrone managed to win their first Munster title. So, there was like to call it a rivalry, and then they didn't play them until '86, uh, and they beat them in the All Ireland final, and then 2003 happened. But I was actually looking up for a piece I was doing, like, and you know, Tyrone were so, or, or Tyrone had such defiance about them under Mickey Hart that when they take on Kerry, like they, they were they thrived on it, but it wasn't that they were intimidated and they were trying to, trying to sort of ignore the elephant in the room that they're playing Kerry. They actually got on the elephant they absolutely loved the fact that they were playing Kerry and they were written off they loved that siege mentality there was a great quote mm-hmm. I found in Tommaso Shea's autobiography where they were talking about who was who was the team of the decade in the, in the noughties so obviously Tyrone won it in 03, 05 and 08 Kerry won in 2000 uh, 2004 2006 I think they won in, yeah and 2004 6 and 7 and then um were beaten in, in eight and one again in nine. So they got five. Who was the team of the decade? But what, what the way Tomas O'Shea described it was, it's like Raging Bull, Jake Damata has the head beat off him, but he's taunting the other guy saying, you never put me down. He says, we have all the All-Irelands we have, but we never put them down. And they, they got them in, a, they've got them in league games and they got them in a qualifier in Killarney. But when, the, when the, it really comes to it there, they still can't put them down. Mm, and particularly in Crow Park. Yeah, yeah. Which which Kerry love going to. Like it's it is it is the it is a slight enigma in the GA the hoodoo or or or, or in fairness the maybe the dominance that Tyrone have put down and the doubt that they've put through the the aristocrats of the GA of, of the football world in what they've done over the last 30, 40 years. Like it's been yeah. in fairness to them, it's it it has been a credit to Tyrone that they've managed to do that. But I think the beautiful thing about Tyrone, and there's very little beautiful about it, is that Tyrone, people are talking a lot about Mickey Hart and how he changed his tactics and and they were going back waiting for teams to come at them um, it, you know, in, in the last seven, eight, nine years of, of Mickey Hart. But that's, or since Jim McGuinness really kind of gave them a few lessons in the early part of the last decade. But the interesting thing about that is that the initial tactic of swarming which Mickey Hart and that Tyrone team were the, were the first to really perfect it that, that, that tactic became ineffective in that middle period now again you're playing more open expansive football and it's more effective again than it's ever been but people are saying oh well we just needed to evolve and we needed to come away from it it's only now in the last couple of years that that's an effective tactic once again mm-hmm. and it's like everything both tactical physical, mental, it's cyclical. It'll go through cycles of this is this is how you beat a team now. And don't you worry, at some point in the future, the blanket defence will come back and be a very effective tactic once again. You know, but 
it's uh, it, it's very interesting. I, I, I'm I'm just enjoying the whole narrative around it. I'm not enjoying a huge amount of of um of Tyrone celebrations, but sure, it's uh, that that's a whole different story. I think the the uh, Tyrone will thrive on the fact that Mayo will be everybody's favorite or everybody's um choice to go and win it. Everybody wants Mayo to win it, and Tyrone will will be thriving on that. The world is against us, and we've got a huge big. Uh, chip on our shoulder now for this All Ireland final, no doubt. A hundred percent, and the facts back it up because I think Tyrone are going in to play in their seventh All Ireland final. I think I'm right in saying, and they've been underdogs in six of them so far, and they've won three. So they were, they were, yeah, I think I'm right in saying that. So they they would have been in underdogs in 2003 because they're playing the All Ireland champions. 2005 because they were playing Kerry, who were the All Ireland champions. And 2008, they're playing Kerry, who are the All Ireland champions. So the only time they've ever played an All Ireland final that wasn't against the All Ireland champions was 1995 against Dublin, and they're definitely mm-hmm. underdogs in 95 against the Dubs. So uh, that's another thing as well. It's t- from that point of view, it's totally novel. It's it's a, a brilliant novelty to it. Like I just cannot wait for it. It's just it's great for the game. Absolutely brilliant. It is. It is. Right, moving on to something else that's great for the game. And one more, uh, po- one more point, David. It's it's sorry. It's only the second time since the nineteen forties that we've had a Connacht Ulster All Ireland final. Isn't that unbelievable? Wow! Yeah, unbelievable. Didn't I know that. Yeah, only the second time since the nineteen forties. Yeah, back then, like Cavan, Cavan played uh, an All Ireland final in the late forties against Mayo, and there was a couple in the early forties. Cavan and Roscommon played in forty three, but after that, there was no Connacht Ulster All Ireland football final until two thousand and twelve. Which was obviously Mayo and Donegal. So that is an unbelievable stat. That is, that is. Well done for digging that one out. Um okay, so looking ahead to this year's Kiernan's service station senior football championship. Have to get used to that after so long with the with the hotel Kilmore, but delighted that Kiernan's have uh, have jumped on board. Um we have to dig into our, our preview. This this is difficult. For me, because I think I, I'm debating in my head if there's a top six or a top five when I'm going through my rankings here um, or me, my quarterfinal, semifinalist sort of situation. I, 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 I'm going to lay my cards out good and early at the bottom end of it. I think that lacking Shercock and Mullahorn are, are in danger and they're they're going to be unlikely to make a, a quarter final. I think Lara, if they get the wrong draw or the right draw, depending on which way it's looked upon, they'll. I I I don't see a huge amount of teams in the senior championship that Lara can beat, and I'm a little bit worried about Lavi. I think they might be on the slide a little bit. I think that they've had a a tremendous tremendous run. Of making quarterfinals and semi-finals, but I'm looking at teams that I think are maybe torn in the corner, and I'm, I'm, I'm nearly going on the teams on paper as much as their history and how well they've performed over the last few years. So the the five teams I think won't make the, the quarterfinals potentially are Lavi, Lara, Mullahorn, Shercock, and Lacken. I've I've no doubt you're disagreeing with me though. I'd love to. Uh, I'd love to. Um, yeah, I, I I do think Lara have momentum this year coming in now, and I think that mm. like we've talked about Lara a lot on the podcast. 
I thought they were they're an exceptionally good intermediate team. I expected big things from them last year. I think I predicted that they might they could make a semi final last year or quarter final, uh, yeah. and they were absolute. They were just rubbish last year. Like whatever went on, they seem to have. But their relationship with the manager seemed to have broken down for some reason, and they just they just didn't do themselves justice whatsoever, and they weren't even trying. If I looks things, I was so disappointed mm. with them. But I, I think they're not that, that they're not that outfit this year, though. They're not that okay. outfit this year. So they could be a team that I could see scraping in. Um, mm. Now looking at looking at the number of points you're going to need to make the quarterfinals. We were looking at this off air. Four points doesn't guarantee you getting in, but it generally should get you get you through. So last year, Mullahorn were in eighth place on two points. Um, in 2019, Kiligary were in eighth place on four points. In 2018, Goodhill missed out on four. They were in ninth, ninth place, but there was four teams on four points last year. So in 2018, so mm. three teams got through on four in 2018. So in, in 2017, Crush Law did miss out on four. They were in ninth place, missed out the score difference. But, you know, a first round draw that, that hands you a winnable game is huge because you have two points in the bag. And I think Lara will beat Lacken in the first round. So that's what makes me think Lara are going to make the quarterfinals mm-hmm. here. If they get to four, they've got a great chance of getting through. And Do we, I'd agree with you. The way I'd look at it is if Lara, if Lara got. I'd have to say Lavi, Shercock, Mullahorn in round two, three, or four, any one of them, then I think they'll make the quarterfinals. Because I, I'd agree with you. I do think they'll beat Lacking at the weekend. Um, so, I, I, yeah, I look, at th- these are all, the predictions are very hard to do because you don't know what the draw is going to be. But I think if Lara were unlucky and didn't get any of those, let's say they, after Lacking, they end up with, Crushlaw, Ram or Gauna, I don't think they're making a, a quarter final. Or even, you know, Ram or Calvin Gale is Casarahan. I don't think they're making a, a quarter final with that draw. So luck does actually play a huge amount in terms of like we, we used the example last year of Kingscourt, who they had beaten to get to the semi-final. Now, once they got to the semi-final, they were they were full merit of it, but they did get a Fortuitous draw last year. Oh, it is undeniable. But Kings are come alive when they get within touching distance of it. We saw that last year. But yeah, I, I completely. Now I'm going to take the approach that Borden and Hannes were to in the bush here. So I'm going to say Lara's going to get in based on, and I'm going to put them in ahead of Balinia. Now I rank Balinia ahead of them in the rankings, um, and I still would. But based on Borden and Hannes were to in the bush, Lara have got lacking. I'm going to Calvin Gales. Finally, Calvin Gales. I think after the first round, court could be completely wrong, but I think after the first round, most people or a lot of people are going to say that Lara will have two points. Um, but lacking people won't say that, but Lara will have two points, Banya will have none. And you're going into a three game series, then a lot depends on the luck of the draw. There's, there's, yeah. as, much, there's as much chance of Banya getting a tough draw as there is a Lara. So I'm going to go with Lara to get in an eighth place. Um, that's where I'm going to differ with you on this. Okay. So Balanya out and Lara in. Yeah, basically uh, your, that's my only change. And I know that's my. You're, you're agreeing with with Lavi not making it, not making a quarter final. Yeah, I, I am. And I was talking to a Lavi man at the pub Sunday evening. Now he he shoot me now for making this <laughs> prediction. But um, 
Yeah, La- Lavi have a very poor record in the first round. If it was based on first rounds, Lavi would never do anything because in the last few years, they've rarely won in the first round, which is very funny because they've had such a good record. Like I think I was saying before that they've lost seven games out of their last 28 in the senior championship. I'd say about four of those have come in the first round. Mm-hmm. So it's a funny one, but um, yeah, so Lavi are pitted against who? Again, remind me this week. Lavi Kassaran. Kassaran, yeah, yeah. So, and again, it's it, it, it's the it's the Dublin Mayo scenario here that uh, they're they're always there thereabouts with them, but they don't ever beat them mm. until they beat them, <laughs> which which Mayo finally did at you know a couple of weeks ago. So it's uh, it, you know I was talking to a Castlerahan man earlier in the week and, and he was saying, oh look, we 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 can never take Lavi for granted. They'll always always be with us, and you know they 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 give us a huge game. We have to be at our best to beat them. And I was like, but you do beat them. You know, that's the difference. You you always beat them. But I, you know, again. Well, they've well, drawn with them, but the, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, but they don't lose to them. Yeah. They never lose to them. Yeah. yeah. Let's yeah. put it that way. Yeah. And and th- that would be, that would be a, a, a kind of a, a changing of the guard too, if that did come around. If if this weekend's result went to Lavi, it it shows, I don't know, when's the last time Castle Rand have lost the first round of a championship? Jesus, it'd be rare. They lost, the, they lost the Kilachandra one year. Um, That's right. A good few years ago and came back and beat them, I think, in the semi-final. Um, that could have been 2015 or so. But, um, mm. yeah, it'd be rare. It's rare that, that Cass Ram would lose lose many games at all. But they lost two in a row in the league. Two. They lost three in the Kevin league, Gales. actually. They, they lost the Bally Hayes too, didn't they? Kevin Gales, Rammer. Uh, did they lose the Bally Hayes? I could Something tells me that no, I might be wrong on that. Yeah. We, should, we should know that, Damien. But this is a no, scatter, I don't think they it, was, did. it was a scattered kind of a league. Maybe that was last year. <laughs> they did last year, they did last year up in Balladuff. Yeah, that's a, I should know that one. But they lost yeah. the, they lost the Cavan Gales and they lost to Rammer heavily to Rammer. Now, I have heard that that Casaran had, had done a lot of heavy training before that Rammer game and they had a tough mm. schedule, it's something like four games in 12 days or something around that time, the way it played out. It was a very wet evening, terrible, terrible monsoon rain fell. So maybe you could you could uh, dismiss that. And we could end up with egg in our face big time if we disregard Casaran because uh, everything points to the fact that Casaran are probably the most consistent team in the county. But yeah, could Lavi beat them? Probably there's a sense that Casaran are a bit vulnerable. They've lost three unbelievable forwards in the last 18 months for a start. Uh, but I have a feeling that Lavi have dipped ever so slightly as well. So if Lavi had to come on a bit, Casaran come down a bit, that was probably all it was needed to tilt, tilt the scales yeah. there. But I don't think Lavi have come on. There's no evidence that they have anyway. No, I agree with you. And, and their defeat to Lara, again, you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. You don't know what training Lara done or Lavi done in the build-up to that game. But... That defeat was was more than just a loss. That was a, a, a an exertion of dominance, really, by Lara over Lavi, um, and I think that that might just have a, have an effect on on Lara, or on, sorry, on Lavi. It'll have an effect and has had an effect on on Lara as well, because we might as well talk about it here. They 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 were, and I was way off on this one. Obviously, I predicted Mullahorn to win it, and you predicted Lara to win it. Lara were well the better team and a five point victory doesn't flatter them in any way in fact 
it probably flatters Mullahorn slightly. Like Lara missed two goals in 12 by my estimation on it. Um, still kicking, was it 17 points or whatever it was in the end? Like they were they were so far ahead of Mullahorn that it, it leaves you worries for Mullahorn at the moment, unfortunately for them. Yeah, I wasn't at the game, obviously, but going by what, what, what you were telling me after and talking to a couple of Mullahorn lads, like, they were struggling for scores, obviously. Endo O'Reilly was was scoring well, but other than that, Cormac O'Reilly came on, but Cormac's still carrying an injury, like, and he's got to be rated a doubt for the championship now. So mm. it's, it's kind of worrying times there for Mullahorn because the point was made on, on the We Are Cabin Instagram, oh, they're an old team and they're past it, but I was told that there's about 12 uh, Mullahorn players under the age of 24 on, that started at the weekend. Mm. Uh, and they're you've got an old team. They're, yeah, they're actually not an old team. Like probably, people probably think that because there's some long-serving players coming off the bench. But like Endo O'Reilly, Killian Brady, they're there a long time, but they're they're still 29, 30 at most. Yeah. So um, yeah. I don't think and they are the an old are, team. The rest are young. Like you're you're talking about Cormac McGill in his first year, uh, Dahi Shields in his first year, um, Tom Hart and Matthew McGahern, Killian O'Reilly in his first year, Tom Hart and Matthew McGahern. Ryan O'Reilly, they're all on the 20 players still. Um, you know, there's there's, there's plenty of plenty of youth on that Mullerhorn team. Cormac O'Reilly's only 22, is he? Mm, Gavin yeah, Brady, if even. 22, 21, 22. You know, they're, they're, it's by no means an old team in Mullerhorn. But I thought personally that 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 injection of youth over the last two, three years was going to be enough to to push them on, but they didn't look like a team that were 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 ravenous for it that were were hungry for the success and you know if if you're if you haven't got that appetite to run hard you know get stuck into 50 50 balls um move the ball like the, interestingly enough they they were they were using the long ball very well in the first quarter sticking it in matching McGahern in the full forward position and the ball wasn't sticking to him and it, and it probably wasn't even hitting the target of him, but it was in the vicinity. And what it was doing was causing consternation in the Lara fullback line. And then the O'Reilly just thrived on that. He he could just stand off, realize where the break was going to come and pick off scores. And, and, and he he was absolutely flying. But for some reason, Mullerhorn then stopped kicking that ball in. And Lara, now Lara introduced Shane O'Rourke, which was a really good, tactical decision because I think that nearly scared the Mullerhorn players from continuing to kick the ball into Matthew McGahern but it worked for Lara and that's when Lara turned the tide and, and the Lara management definitely um, got that that move spot on and then Jack McKenna took into his his general running and like you look at he's six foot five but once he starts running you know he's running at pace he's running as fast as he possibly can and it because he's such a big unit, he draws the attention of everybody. Even if he's not on the ball, players are going, oh, Jesus, where's he running off that? And all of a sudden, you have Paul Smith or you have Pork Riley or you have uh, Paddy Rudden, somebody popping up, grabbing the ball, sticking it over the bar. And it's all because there's this diversion going on, a six-foot-five man running at speed alongside you, you know? So, And Jack had a, had a good game as well. But I thought where Mullerhorn definitely got it wrong was they allowed Paul Smith the free roll of the field and at centre half forward and Paul Smith is such a classy intelligent footballer and a good ball striker he scored three points hit a free supplied super passes into the full forward line Keane O'Reilly 
stepped off him, went back kind of as a sweeper. But it didn't look like anybody was actually told or anybody went and picked up uh, Paul Smith. So Paul just thrived in, in the open space of nobody marking him. And I just thought that was probably the most important move of the game, that, that Paul Smith being completely free to do what he wanted meant Lara had control of the game and, and uh, definitely ran out deserved winners. But but uh, I, I think I think in fairness to Lara, compare that to when the two sides met in the first round of the championship last year in Cross Keys, there was only one winner and Mullerhorn were not flattered by the was a 12 13 point victory yeah it was it it Mullerhorn were probably flattered by the five point defeat on sunday in kingspan breffney so lara definitely making improvements from last year and and with the right draw they could make a quarter final i definitely say yeah well i think i like their first round draw so i'm gonna i'm gonna take my chances there it's a coin toss uh and i i wouldn't completely rule out that they might be uh, one of those big teams above them. Would they beat Kiligary? I think I said in my preview, um, Kiligary, Kiligary have four county seniors, um, obviously in their team. And I said, Kiligary with their young talent, they could be anything. But I said, it's about time to start being something. Because we can't put, brilliant it's, it's hard to put a handle on Kiligary or where they're at. Like, are they, yeah. are they a brilliant attacking young mobile team? Or are they a flaky team that can't be relied on in a tight game? I wouldn't like to to dismiss them like that, but people in the county would say we don't that. Know. Yeah, we don't, we don't know. know we, we, yeah, I'd, I'd give them a pass for last year. If they, if they fail to get out of the group this year, uh, yeah, I don't care what draw they get. They've got, if they're not getting out of the group this year, you'd have to say there's something something funny going on there at Killigary. So, mm. um, but imagine they do get Lara at some stage in 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 the group stage, considering the management, <laughs> Jody Devine and and, and Keelan, um, would Killigary now you? You'd imagine, I do always think that that's a huge advantage to the team that has the management of the old management of the opposition because they know the ins and outs, they know the flaws, they know the kinks, they know the strengths. Um, and, I, and and you'd imagine that should be to Kiligary's advantage if it did come out of the draw. But it'd definitely be one that would draw a crowd. Yeah, well, if, um, they're, if they're allowed to see it. If they're allowed to see it. I think we'll have word this evening, though. There's, there's, there's indications that there's going to be um, some some ward on, on, on attendance is I'm hearing that there's the possibility if the government allowed that stadia are allowed 15% of capacity. Um, and if that's announced this evening, that means in Kingspan Breffney on tours tonight, you can have over 3000 people. So, um, that'd be great if it that, is allowed to. Think yeah, that. that would be great. I, I wonder how much consideration did the county board give to, or would they give to just putting so many games on in Breffney? Like, just starting on a, a Saturday afternoon and putting on four games in a row, briefly on the same on a Sunday. Um, maybe it's not going. Maybe you can't do that with fellas working and stuff like that. But if it's if it's about bringing the game to the masses, letting people in and getting money into the coffers too, um, you'd wonder. Well, you have a game. You have a senior championship game in a Thursday. You've won in a Friday. Then on Saturday you have uh, four o'clock. You've got Killing Care against Ballymacu. Uh, Six o'clock, or sorry, no, you've none on. Oh, yeah, sorry, seven o'clock. You've got Ballyhays Coot Hill, so that's four games this weekend. And then on Sunday, you have one o'clock, you have an intermediate Templeport against Corner Fane. Four o'clock, you've got Beltorbert against Coo Hollands in it. And seven o'clock, you've got Butler's Bridge against Trumlane. So, yeah, I suppose that's really, games. yeah, I seven suppose. Games. You couldn't get much more in it, not really, because they probably have to leave a lot of time between games as well, too. Mm. 
fumigate the unclean. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> um, okay, quarterfinalists then um, to, to, to look ahead. I, my four quarterfinalists that I, I think are, are, are going to get to that stage and, and, and possibly not go any further. Uh, again, this is all dependent on the draw. Yeah. So what I'm saying is if these four come up against the four that I pick for the semi-final, this is how I see the, the semi-finals going. But I think Balagna will make the quarter-final. Um, I, like, I like their panel. I think there's a lot of strength in it. I like the continuity of the management being the same from last year. Yeah. I like the fact that they've pushed on in the league. I think Niall McDermott is still going to be one of the best players in the senior championship. When we're compiling our, our top scorers, you know he's going to be on that list. So I think that that's a huge asset. Um, I think Killigarry are going to make it. I think they have to at this stage. Now, it's more out of expectation for the quality that they have that the time has come. With four county seniors, throw Matty McKenna in there, who's now back and fit, um, essentially a fifth county senior or definitely a fifth county senior panellist and a lot of young talent coming into that team in terms of the two Moonies, Mark McDermott's another young player to be watching out for. And then a lot of experience sprinkled with it. I think they've got that mix, youth, experience, quality county players. There's there's absolutely zero reason why Killigary don't make a quarterfinal this year. And I wouldn't be surprised if they got the right momentum behind them that they could push on and and, and beat a top four team or a semi-final team. But I, I think that quarterfinal is about as far as I can measure them out from where they had been last year and considering the league run that they've gone on there like I think they had a, they had a poor enough league overall um, See the thing is we, we were talking earlier on about the analysis team that wins brilliant team that loses dire and, and nothing in between you know if you were to take off the Kiligari jerseys and put them out in the colours of someone else and, and get the results that they got last year in the championship um, you know losing by a point nearly to everyone Losing by a point to the Gales, losing by two points with a, a, a late salvo against against Garner, drawing with Lacken, and uh, their other result was what? It was a narrow oh, loss as well. Yeah, Kingscourt. Kingscourt, they lost by a goal, I think, something like that. Mm. So, like, they showed enough there to say they were right there with everyone. Like, it just the people just basically said that they bottled it. That was that was the the theory that was out there. I don't know, like it's a small sample of the games. The 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 not beating Lacken in the last round game was criminal, but I'm keeping faith with Killigary, same as yourself. Yeah, so take taking into it, we're talking about the quality of the four county players and and the young talent coming through. But you're still talking about two of those county players that you're were putting up there, nineteen and eighteen years of age. They're still very young. There's still a lot of a lot of experience to be gathered by those players and like Connor Smith's 23 24-ish you know okay you'd imagine he's he should have enough experience at this stage but my point being that they're extremely Ocean Brady and Keen Riley are extremely young county mm. senior players mm. so they're not going to have the experience they, they have all the physical attributes the technical ability it's the experience of events that that also come to complete a, a team. And I think that that's an important part for Killigary. Last year's experience should help them this year. And the experience that they have of last year is nobody could hammer us. Nobody could really get away from us. We got so close. 
So it's a small change to get them. And that's why I think to get them into victory. So that's why I think they'll, uh, I think this year they will get the victories. They'll have that experience. Um, I think, I think they should pick up at least two wins in the group stage. And, and then in a quarterfinal, with confidence, if they went and won three games or four games and got them in the right order, um, you just wouldn't know what Killigary could do in, in the championship. But um, well, you're saying they're going to be beaten in the quarterfinal. I think so. I think so. <laughs> I think I, I think that they like the, the four teams that I have above them. Then I I or sorry, the, yeah, the four teams that are make the semi-finals ahead of them. I I think that Killigary would have to be at their absolute best, and I don't know if they're going to hit their absolute best this year. So. Okay. Um, I I don't think they'll they'll make a, a semi final, um, if they collide with one of me me top four, um, I've gone for Castle Rahan to be beaten in a quarter final here. That is a big call. It's a huge one, and I I I I debated this over and over in my head over, over the probably two teams that I think will lose out in the semi final, and I just I I look at, it's a toss of a coin here. It's an absolute toss of a coin because I think on their day they, they definitely could beat either of my semi-finalists, but I I'm drawn to the fact that they lost two games in a row this year. I don't know why that's sticking in my head and, and sticking with me, but I I just don't recall Castle Ryan losing two games in a row. And and I look at Rona Flanagan and not only his presence on the field, but his presence in a dressing room, his his impact in terms of the culture of a group. I don't think you can just replace that very easily. I think Kean Mackey for his flair, his, you know, moment of, if you think back to the first one that they won, take Kean Mackey, Ronan Flanagan and Sean Brady out of that game, they lose that final. You know, Krushlaw go on and win that. Krushlaw got the goal. It was those three players that combined to get, uh, the, the following goal to go straight after in response for mm. Castle Rahan. And whatever you can say about losing them one or two, but now you've lost the three of them. I, I just think that might be a little bit too much for Castle Rahan to, to handle. But, you know, they still have Paul Smith, they still have Fergal Riley, they still have Enda Flanagan, Ushin O'Connell, um, Endo O'Connell, so many quality players there. Cormac Daly, David Wright in the middle of the field. Like they're going to win most midfield battles on the day. My my fear is just that front, can they get enough scores? Um, like they're, they're going to need big championships from Kia McCabe, from Carl Cosgrove. End of Flanagan is going to be a man marked, or a, a marked man, and he's going to be a, a player that every defence is going to want to antagonise. Every defence is going to want a reaction from. And then Oshin O'Connell is going to be very much the, the man that they think Right, there, there's the man they want to get on the scoreboard, so he'll be watched. Um, and then the Flanagan, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think so. Like, I think, that, well, like, there's no doubt, Damien, that that the uh, Casaran were like Mayo in the sense that obviously they had an odyssey, but they were built on an unbelievable backline. Like, that was that was the great strength, the, their defensive unit. And I actually was looking up earlier on at the scores they put up in county finals. And that actually does, it is indicative of where the strength lay. They scored 11 points, then they scored 3-8, then they got 8 points, then they got 8 points again, then they got 2-11, then they got 1-9. Last year they got 16 points, I think it was, against Crush Law, and in a, in a semi-final they went to extra time. Um, you know, mm. six, 16 points over 80, 
85 minutes like it's it's you know it's it's solid it's but it's massive it's not huge either like so definitely the, the, the strongest line on the team was that was if you're splitting two halves was was the back half so uh, to lose three forwards out of that now I think Keane became a huge huge addition and he's come on since last year and the Flanagan's playing brilliant as well and obviously Oshin O'Connell underrated generally like for what he has done over the years but yeah I, I agree with you but I, no I, I can't I can't uh, not have them making a, a semi-final base on my power rankings because it would make absolute make nonsense to them and I don't see anything in the first round draw to alter that I, I expect them to beat Lavi in the first round so uh, I still have them going through at the moment Okay you still have them in the semi-final <laughs> Yeah absolutely Okay so, so the last team then that I have to be beaten in the quarter-final is last year's beaten finalist, Kings Court. And I'm basing this solely on the fact that I think they're weaker now than they were last year in terms of personnel. Barry Riley will probably be back, if not this weekend, the following weekend, or, or, or at some stage during the, the group um, stage of the championship. But Joe Dillon's not going to be available from what I've heard. Um, John Oates hasn't really played for them and I, I'm just wondering where they're going to get the scores when Barry Riley's not there I, I don't have a, a huge uh, bank of knowledge to say that yeah there's, there's loads of score forwards in Kings Court you know Keane Sheckleton had a great year last year great championship he'll need to step up to another level even again and then they're going to have to look for your you know maybe some of the likes of Philip Tinley and Barry Tully and Leslie that to to push forward and, and get scores. Um so I I'm I'm just at this point and I know it's uh, it's it's gonna leave me with egg in my face if they go on and win the championship, which King Scott are always capable of doing once they get past this quarter final. But I think the quarter final may be where they, they, they come a cropper. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I think so too, even though uh, for the same reasons like you'd be wary of dismissing King Scott ever, but Kingsford have generally been a, a quarter-final slash semi-final team in the last few years. Like, under this system, I think in the first year of it, they were well beaten by, by Kiligary in the group and came back and beat them by a point in the quarter-final. And we're in and we're well beaten by the Gales in the semi-final. So, they were the weakest of the semi of the four semi-finalists, I would say, that year, 2017. Uh, 2018, I think they were beaten in the quarter-final by Castle Rahan, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, oh, I think that was up in Muller 2019 uh, they were beaten in a quarter-final as well um, I'm pretty sure and then 2020 obviously they got a nice draw in the quarter-final last year and they went on and then they delivered in style in the semi-final so yeah I think 2019 uh, the Gales bet them by a couple of points in, in the quarter-final is right so yeah it's, it was no, it's no major leap to say Kingsford not not going to get past the quarters. I, I definitely see them get through the group. I don't see them negotiating the quarters, no. Mm. So who do you think then is your... your so my four quarter losing quarter finalists are Kingscourt, Castle and Kiligary, Balanya. Yeah, well, I'm going with Lara to make the, the quarters. Now, again, there's such guesswork about here. Like, we're almost certainly going to be wrong here. But uh, I'm going... Well, I'm going with the four to win it. To come through, I'm going with Crush Law, Rammer, Cavan, Giz and Casarahan. So Gauna, Gauna lose in the quarter final. Yeah, that's based off my power rankings. That's where that's where they would be. I had them fifth. Um, okay. So 
Like that, like if those rankings came through, you're looking at Krushalov v. Lara, uh, Ramar v. Kiligari, Kevin Gales v. Kingscourt, Kassaran v. Garna. That would be the lineup in the semi finals, but uh, that's that's in the quarter finals. Oh, that's almost certainly not going to happen, yeah. But I've gone with with I see it as as a big six this year, really. I'm including Kingsford in that based on the fact that they came so close last year. Uh, and I know they didn't have they, they lost Joe Dillon, but they lost Joe Dillon in the quarter final last year and still went on and hammered the Gales in the semi final and drew a crush mm-hmm. out of force there without him. So like I thought they had some good young lads last year that caught the eye and you can expect improvement in those fellas uh, so obviously Toasty's a massive loss there but uh, yeah I, that's that's how I see yeah. it too yeah Ryan Kennedy is 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 a big plus to them like he's he's very much a Toasty style player um, so but again a 19 or an 18 year old that that he's been asked to go in and, and you know replicate what what Alan Clark does is, you know, it's going to be impossible for him to, to reach that standard as as a very young lad. So, um, did they be yeah. crushed? Did they be crushed on the league? Like, um, I was impressed with them that yeah. day. Um, the two Cunninghams are playing very well in the back line. Young um, lads, I haven't seen much of, but I'm looking forward to. Yeah, they're good. Like they're good, tough players, and uh, play football in them as well. Like, so there's a lot of lads like that that have they don't have a whole ream of county minors coming through, but there are a lot of good. Solid club players coming through, a good pedigree, and Kingsford can make do with that type of player. Like the That's, pedigree, the pedigree sometimes is worth as much as as a county minor appearance. Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt, and and that's that was my point is that they have a huge turnover of players, and yet they still manage to have always have enough to stay at senior level or 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 up in yeah, the senior level, really. Like, yeah, yeah. So like they they don't. They they don't worry about that. This lad didn't play county minor. It doesn't bother them in the slightest because they believe that the person is good enough anyway, and the person believes he's good enough, and that that goes it goes a huge way. Um, okay, so my losing semi finalists are, and and I, I I'm surprised that you didn't change your power rankings. I don't know, like Gowner for me. I did, I did. I put, I bought them from from uh, sixth to fifth. Oh, that's right. You did. You did. I, I, I think Gowner's, Gowner's on the. They're about three quarters way up the hill, I think. Here and when they reach the top of it, they could stay on top of it for a while. Yeah, um, oh, they're coming. They're coming like a train, but you like. I I want to see them on a good evening, uh, in Breffney Park against a good team, and and see how they do because they played the Gales, and for what I was told about the Gales game. That both teams played poorly, mm. uh, and and they just they were the less poor of the two, and it was a great achievement to go to Terry Coyle and win that semi final. Uh, but the Gales were massively on the strength. Mm. There you go. You like know. I saw them against Rammer, they got a draw out of it. Rammer were were a good bit better than the for a lot of the game, and uh, they got a draw out of it, and they end up in the eighth or ninth minute of injury time with a goal. They're not lacking in spirit. Uh, I think they're back. They are definitely back, and the championships always better when Garner are strong because when Garner are strong, they're they're contenders because they're they're not yeah. afraid of, they're not afraid of it. But I don't I just think if you look at it, they got two points. There were seven points there against Crushla. They got two points just before halftime, which were key to cut it to five. There was an absolute monsoon at halftime. It became a dogfight, and Garner were really up for it, and they outfought Crushla. They wanted it more than Crushla did. 
Um, and they played some good football too, don't get me wrong. But I still favour Crush a lot to beat them if they got them in the championship, to be honest. Even if there was a monsoon at halftime. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, yeah, well, maybe, they, maybe they'll have learned from it. But uh, I, I would put anything that Crush, that Karen are going to win a senior championship in the next few years. I'll be very sure of it. But Yeah. Brady's Arva Limited, main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles, have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Again, like for me, this is going to be the real interesting one. So Killigary beat down in the league. And they, they collide on Friday evening, I think, this weekend in, in, in the opening round of the championship. And it's in Kingspan Brefty. It could be a dry sod. It could be the open spaces of it. You know, but I still think Gauna have enough. I, I, I was very worried over the last few years that they wouldn't be able to strengthen the back line, that, that they would become forward heavy. But... They've, they've strengthened up that back line. It's, it's like Ryan McGahern had filled up that full back line really well. Mark McKeever dropping back in to that back line has, has strengthened it. Cormac Brady is a huge addition in there, playing extremely well. Uh, Fiona Brady's doing well. You know, again, young lads coming in, they can drop in Ryan Brady into that back line if they need to as well. I, I think there's enough in that end of it because it was never in doubt for me over the last few years that their forwards were going to have enough talent. Like their forward line is the hardest forward line to pick in this county. If you look at well, Ryan Dunahook will probably play out at midfield and it solves a bit of that problem. But you're looking at Tiernan Madden, Kean Madden, Connor Madden, TJ Fitzpatrick, Robbie Fitzpatrick, uh Ushin Pearson, um who am I forgetting? Um, you know, that's that's six anyway, straight in. But I know I'm forgetting one or two players that that are more than likely guaranteed starters in, in the forward line. So they they have an abundance of talent for that forward line and, and more coming behind, by the way. But uh, Connor Casey, sorry, another lad had had a very good league campaign for them coming yeah. in. Uh, there's no, there's no doubt that the, the back line was the problem. I was looking at earlier on at the scores they conceded in five championships matches last year. They didn't they didn't keep a clean sheet. They conceded one eleven against Rammer they conceded uh, sorry the pits yeah five championship matches 1-11 against Rammer sorry 2-11 against Rammer so they, they scored 1-11 they conceded 1-15 the next day 2-11 again against Kiligary uh, 1-14 against Kassaran and 2-19 in the in the quarterfinal against the Krushaw team who if I remember rightly missed an unbelievable amount of chances so like mm-hmm. you're not winning the championship conceding what they were conceding last year they tightened that up a lot and they've got pace. They've got young fellas who are who are tough nuts up for the challenge. Like they're good, young, tenacious players. They're 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 garner players. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I want to see I want to see them really tested now on a big championship game before. Okay. Before okay. before so for me at the minute they're a quarterfinal team. 
their quarterfinal team. Okay, I ha- I have them in the semi final. But so um, much so much depends on the draw. The difference between the, qu- the quarter and a semi probably depend depends on your group draw because you get a good right. group group draw. You're you're in. You're seeded. You're playing a team that's that's probably been beaten twice, uh, who are ranked maybe seventh or eighth on four points, and you're you've you've one foot in the semis. So completely, gr- completely. Like, I, I I I completely agree with you, and and it even did a point that if Gauna come up against Castle Rahan in a quarter final, am I putting my house in Gauna to win it? Absolutely not. There's no way because you know that's that's a close quarter final, or even to come up against Kingscourt, that that's a close quarter final. You know, there's there's no gimme on this one. So, but I, I I think that they may just have that positive momentum from the league. There's a bit of a buzz about the place in Gauna and the league final being so close to championship. I think that that gives them the momentum going into the group stages of the championship. And I think that they can they can build on it. And they're getting stronger. Connor Madden coming back from injury. Ushin Pearson only playing the second half of that final, but having a huge impact. Robbie Fitzpatrick, the same. I think they're getting better. Um, so I think I, I, I'm just giving Gauna the nod to make that semi-final. I'm giving one last hooray and one last uh, push on. Cavan Gales will make the semi-final here. Um, and yeah. I think that they're better this year than they were last year, which is obviously sounding stupid because I, I tipped them to win it last year. But I, by the end of the championship, I, 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 I knew I was wrong last year. Whereas now I think they are probably a semi-final team for me with, I, I, again, this comes with a huge caveat. They've been so riddled with injury over the last few years that they never have a full team out. And I think that they'll need okay, they might be able to do without one or two players, two starters, but if they go too deep into it, and if they lose Garode, I think that they're not a semi-final team anymore. They they become a quarter-final team. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm with you on that, but I, I, have, I have them seeded on my rankings to make the, the semi-final. Um, I think they will make the semi-final. They've got a little bit of momentum about them as well. Like, we're probably still guilty of holding them to to a standard that we don't hold any other team to. We have to hold our hands up on that one. Um, well, I definitely do. Yeah, well, I probably do too. But like, at the same time, I think there was probably a realisation in the Gales themselves that we're not, we're not the untouchable team anymore. Because the Gales did not respond well when a team pulled up them in the last few years. If, if a team rolled over, the Gales slaughtered them. And God was in his heaven and... It, and the Gales were, were kings of the world again. But when teams stood up to them, and we saw it in big knockout games, in we saw Kasaran doing it to them in the semi-final, beating them. I remember talking to a Kasaran man before that, that semi-final. He said, never before have I been so confident that we'd beat the Gales. Mm. And they did, because they were a seasoned team, and they didn't, they weren't in awe of the Gales anymore. Uh, we saw Gowna doing it in a quarter-final there, lack, and we saw Kingsford doing it in a semi-final last year. We saw Crush Law giving them a big beating in the, in the group stage. Did they, did they get them in the quarter as well? Oh no, sorry. They, they, Keith Crushlush could have beaten them in the quarter final out in Corafain. Yeah, well that yeah, that was twenty seventeen. But the Gales in fairness won that championship. Uh, but you know, since that we have seen we, we saw them being knocked out in the group stage at one stage. Like, so I think there was no doubt that the Gales were in a major transition. I don't think the Gales fully realised it themselves. I do remember doing the rankings a couple of years ago and having them at fifth. And several Gales lads says to me, like, they're, t- they're actually insulted. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, do you not realise like, that's where your standing is at the minute? But I think, that, I think that has clicked with the Gales now. 
And mm. I think we're, we're seeing, I think, I think we've seen that now in the league where they went to beat Krushla, they beat Kassaran. That was two massive results in tight games. And that's, that's the point. And I think, I think the, the, them accepting that and realizing it changed their, their attitude to it. And I also think that they've brought in that little bit of young blood. Mm. Yeah, like, yeah. And that was they needed. Have, they have, 17 year old or going 18 in Emmanuel Sheehu. Um, they have two 18 year olds in Jack Tully and Owen Galligan who have been playing pretty much consistently throughout the league, and they, that's important for them. It's freshened the whole thing up. And then, where I think the Gales like they still have a huge amount of quality. We talk about you know Killigarry, but the Gales have on their day, I think, Niall Murray, Stephen Murray, Garod McCairn, and Luke Fortune. Possibly, if he if he wanted to bury fortune, they all make the county senior team on their day when when they're in top form, and that's that's something that if they can get those five players particularly on the field at the same time, I think they will be very very hard bet. Um, yeah, well, I don't know about a starting team for the county now, but certainly on the panel. Um, mm. Yeah, I don't know if now if Niall Murray is a starter with the county anymore, like. Uh, he's put in so many years of service there. I don't think couldn't see him being the starter anymore. He hasn't been really. But yeah, your point you your your point's valid though. Like they're they're there thereabouts. Like they're as good as what's out there really in, in club yeah. football. Like, but um I think another big thing as well is last year Garob McCarran went to the Gales. There was a big hoopla about it. And it was it was quite controversial. Because mm. he was living in Butler's Bridge and there was clubs supposedly queuing up for, for a signature when, when the word got out that he was going to leave Swan the Bar and then he ended up going to the Gales and the Gales have had lots of high profile transfers come back through the decades the Gales have generally had because as the county town team they generally have had players from other counties or from other clubs come in there and they've won championships and uh, you know there was a lot of people giving out about that last year and Giroud didn't play that well last year with them and like yeah. so when we look back on that now that's probably been overlooked people were kind of looking at that last year going ah oh, they got Garold McCarron and they still couldn't win it but like it was a big ask to ask Garold McCarron as brilliant as he is to come from a junior club and slot him with a new group, bunch of lads and just be brilliant but I think this year by all accounts and I haven't seen them this year but every account I've heard is that he's been absolutely magnificent in nearly every game Yeah. so that's huge that I've is, seen him twice that's, that's and, massive and, and, and it takes time to bed in to oh, the yeah. players around you. And he was being asked to do that, not in the league. He was being asked to do that in championship. He didn't play a league with them last year because of the way COVID worked out. So, mm. you know, it literally was, okay, first round of the championship. Hi, my name's Garode. What foot do you kick with? You know, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. players around him, where, where do you want me to be? How how far do you want the ball in front of you? You know, all these little details. It was never, you know... I, Maybe I was guilty of this last year, but it was never going to work out in year one, considering all the factors. But even even your home pitch, like players love to play on their home pitch, but he wouldn't have played very often on Terry Coyle last mm. year. And then you're going in and, and you're, you know, I know they didn't play their championship games there, but the point still stands. You're training the home up there. pitch is Terry is 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 Kingspan Breffney in the championship. They're nearly yeah. the dubs, like. <laughs> yeah, true, and he wouldn't have played a lot of club club games there for Swad really that over the years either, relatively yeah. so. Um, yeah, yeah, no, the Gales, the Gales are going to be there thereabouts, Damon, I think. Yeah, agree. So we're agreed in our top two then. It's it's Rammer and Crushlaw in our top two, but who do you see winning it and why do you see the other not? Well, I'm within earshot of Dolan Park here at the minute, so I have to whisper the next bit, but uh, I, 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 I think I think Crushlaw, uh 
and it's a way for thin margin. I make them warm favourites. If they if they're feeling without James Smith and Mark Stewart, uh, they can be got at. They can definitely be got at. And I wouldn't be backing them with with any confidence or very much confidence. Uh, mm. I think they're without take those two lads out. They have a good panel, and you could take two players out of their team, and they can they have enough to make up for that loss. But you can't take out two midfielders out of their team. It's the one area I think they don't have a whole pile of cover, and so. That's a real difficult one for them. Now, James Smith came on in the league final, uh, but he's been out of football for a good while. I don't know what what uh, Mark Stewart's status is, but like those two boys really stood up in the last stages of the championship last year. They're both fellas were were fantastic over the semi final and the two finals. So, um, like James Smith put on that unbelievable performance in the county final, and Mark Stewart had come up with the equalising point. Uh, I think in the semi final. To bring it to extra time, I guess Casaran, I think you remember, and then um, he played. He played a stormer yeah, sure. in the final. So if you take them out of it, I really and truly, it's anyone's. But with with them and and uh, I'm not sure his age was Smith playing this year. I was impressed with him last year. I haven't seen his name, but with those two lads, I still think Crush are the best team in it. And and there's a, another factor with Crush lads. People are looking at them going, "Ah, they're a young team. They won the first championship. It's hard to retain it." Crucial Law is no overnight success. People are forgetting this. They were in the county final three years ago. They were six points up in it and, mm-hmm. and, they, and they lost it. They were in the semi-final and lost a, a real battle to Rammer two years ago. Then they went and won the championship last year. They were in the semi-final. Or sorry, no, yeah, it was the quarter-final that they lost the year before that, wasn't it? The year before, the year before that. Final. Yeah, so they're, they're no overnight success. They've no. been a few years at it. So the rage profile, the fact that they won last year, um, they should still be improving. I, I don't see them going away. So I make them favourites at this stage. Uh, and they're the team I'd back if I had a free bet at an even money price anyway. But uh, I, I'm agreeing with you. I'm, I'm agreeing with you that I have, I have crushed a lot to win it. But I have never been less confident about a prediction of a winner. Because for the simple reason that I, I, I think it is, uh, for me, it's probably a top five um, that that any one of them could win it, but underneath those five, you've got four more teams for me that could beat that top five on a particular day. Mm. Could they be two of the top five to then go on and win it? I don't think so. But uh, so it's getting the, the nod for me. The other aspect that I think is huge for Crush Law. So we done the launch night and Mark Stewart. I, you know, I I actually hadn't realised that he hadn't uh, or that he was an injury concern so I would have asked him and we'll hear the the interview with Mark Stewart on the preview of the weekend um, over on the diehard service but let's say Mark Stewart is coming back or he's getting back James Smith is getting back throw on top of that you Pierce Smith and I've, I've made this point before but he's not just a player that's going to tag on a couple of points or pull the strings and set the passes into that inside line He's he's the influence around the dressing room. Now, he was still probably that influence last year, but to have that influence then out on the field takes on a different light. And I think that with all of that, they're stronger this year than they were last year. And that's that's why I give them the nod um, to, to go and win it. I actually think they're going to have to be stronger this year than they were last year to win it. And that's that's something that's not easy to do is get better continuously, which they have done over the last four years. And for them to win it again this year, they're going to have to be better than they were last year. 
So it's a challenge for, for Jimmy Higgins and, and his management, but I think he has the weapons to do it. I think no one, you know, the attitude and, and the application that the likes of a key and Boylan from the under twenties and Emmett Boylan will, will put in, um, they've got better. They've definitely got better from 2020. And I think that they will be better this year, Kershaw, but they by no means are going to have it easy. And for me, Rammer, Rammer's, Rammer's got probably the deepest panel in the, in the championship. Um, but within that depth, I don't know, do they have the, the, the peaks of the likes of a Kershaw or even a Calvin Gales. So Rammer, I think, have 30 players that are all very, very close to each other. And then, or we'll say 25 players that are all very, very close to each other. And then five that are a little bit above. And I, I, I think that if they lose any of those five, four or five players, that what they bring in is a dip. But I don't think there's enough star in the rest of it that they'll go and win it easy. Um, like... They're going to need a big game or a big championship from the youth. They're going to need Sean McAvoy uh, to step up and assist the likes of James Brady there. Ado Cole's going to have to have a big, big game. Simon Cadden's going to have to have a big year. Um, they, they need their, you know, your Owen Somervilles, Leslie that to, to really step up the Maguires. Like, but they all have the quality to do it. So I t- look at it. For me, Rammer are, are a fairly solid second of this because of the, the depth that they have, but they they just come in a little bit behind Crush Law. Yeah, I'd be I'd probably back Rammer on, on Thursday night, like because uh, the margins are so fine between these teams. I make very little between it, maybe 55-45. I think if you can get six to four or so on Rammer, it's probably a bet um on Thursday night when the teams meet. But yeah, yeah, I agree with what you say. I think I think there's a good age profile in Rammer now again. Like they're, you know, the lads who were young, very young in 2016, they've they've they're coming on. They're they're 24 now. Most of those lads in around that, um, and then you have obviously 24, 25, and then you've got the other way of young lads that have come in, led by Sean McAvoy, uh, who's outstanding. Um, I think up front in Edo Cole, James Brady, Sean McAvoy, they probably have the best like three man scoring strike force in the competition. Got to be very close to it. You could, you could argue Killigary, Gary Noah, Russian Pearson, Connor Madden, maybe Robbie Fitzpatrick. Yeah, TJ. Oh, Key and Madden. Key and Madden. Yeah, they probably do. And I was going to say, um, Killigary would Killigary. Yeah, but I, I, I think, Riley. I, I like the look of Cole and, and, and James Miller are, are a great partnership in there. And McAvoy is adding so much to it as well. Like, like he ran a muck against Casseran when, when they played that wet even you know he's coming in for treatment again like he's gonna he's gonna get a, a lot of special treatment from the fences this year because the cats out of the bag there like he was coming on last year in mm-hmm. tournament games but he's a county player now and he's gonna be picked out um I think the return of Damian Bark he's big for him like he, but he had a lot of injuries so I hope that he's still the same player he was and I haven't seen any evidence that he's not because he he's just such a calm and presence there full back and they needed that um I think I think Maddie McGee might be carrying an injury, but you have Brian O'Connell at the back there as well. Like uh, now, some some Rammer supporters would say that that Jack Brady should be playing in the forwards, and I would have always thought that as well. But having seen them a couple of times, I think he's doing very very well at centre back. Now, if you're going up against Rammer, Damien as a manager, 
And I said to you, Jack Brady would be at either centre back or centre forward. Which do you want? You'd probably say centre back because yeah. he'll hurt you more. You'd imagine closer to goal, but he's he's playing very very well now at centre half. So I can see why the management are going with that. Um, so yeah, it's it's interesting. I I really like the look of Rammer at the minute. They're definitely fired up. Uh, they haven't lost anybody, and you've got great workers around the field there as well. They want Somerville, Cahill Maguire. Uh, Adam O'Connell like lads give you everything so mm-hmm. I, I, another I, huge player for them my call is I've said it anyone that's asked me privately I've said it as well I think the championship is going to go to either Krushla or Rama so a few people said to me get off the fence but getting off the fence I'm making it a very very close margins but I'm saying I'm saying Krushla to win it but I, I think that I don't think anyone outside that's going to win it this year I, I, do you know what? If if you're sitting on the fence, I'm lying all the way across it on on my side because I, I would not be surprised to see. Uh, on top of the the two that you mentioned, Castle Rahan, Cavan Gales, Gauna, or even Kingscourt win it. I I wouldn't be surprised. No, I no, I I wouldn't be surprised. Kingscourt win the championship. It's not a surprise. Gauna no, win the championship no. to win the league. It's not a surprise. So I wouldn't no. be surprised either, but I don't think it'll happen. Now, anyone outside of them, I'd be surprised if Kiligari won it. I agree, uh, I agree. And, 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 yeah, yeah um, I'd be shocked if anyone outside of that won it. But Yeah, um, I agree. And the funny thing is, I think, uh, just pulling up uh, the bookmakers here, they have, who's bottom of the pile for the bookmakers? Probably Shercock. Lara and Shercock, both at 66 to 1. Go 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 through the rest of, of the bookmakers uh, rankings. You right. that, that, that can well, get these ones. Jesus. Lara at 66 to 1, like it's probably more, it's probably more than each way a bet, to be honest. It probably is value, but but do you see them making a final? I don't. No, because no. they'd have yeah. They'd have to beat the draw would have to fall very, very kindly for them. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. Six, I sure probably you've probably got someone in a Tory trees there, probably uh lacking. Lacking is a 30 trees, but there's somebody between the 30 trees and the oh, 66. Mullahorn of 40s, maybe. 50. 50. 50 to 1 Mullahorn. Yeah, I'd say you probably. Well, to go to the top end of it, I think I'm right in saying that Crushlaw are. I did look at this a few weeks ago. Crushlaw are what? 7 to 2. No, no longer. Anyway, not on this website. Uh, Crushlaw are joint favourites. With, three to one, with Castellan, isn't it? With Castellan, yeah. Yeah, a, ra- a rammer to be had at eleven to two. Someone said to me, eleven to two, yeah. Yeah, well, that's the value bet there. I think if you're just that looking for value p- bet. pure value, because you you make a slight profit on an each way bet there. So, uh, yeah. So look. what if what would you? If Cavan Gale has done this one, they're they're toward or second or toward favorite depends on what way you look at it. They're seven to two. Seven to two, yeah. Seven to two. Rammer eleven to two. Kingscourt thirteen to two. Gauna ten to one. Kiligari ten to one. Balanya sixteen to one. And Lavi twenty two to one. Um, for me, Gauna ten to one. That's I I I I like that bet. Uh-huh. I like that bet. I think I, I might even have a wee nipple in that each way. Okay. Now I will say. On top of this, and, and we'll do our previews over on the diehard service on, on patreon.com forward slash we are Kevin. Rammer could beat Crushlaw on tours tonight, and I'd still be saying that that Crushlaw would win the championship. So and, and and I might even predict Rammer to beat Crushlaw 
on Thursday night, but we'll see. You have to find out that over on, on the Die Hard service. Thanks, folks, for listening to the Back of Voice Super Value GEA podcast. Um, later on in the week, you'll hear our intermediate championship, sorry, our McAvoy Super Value intermediate championship preview. We'll also be previewing all the games action or all the weekend's action, uh, 11 championship games across all three championships. And we'll be hearing from Owen Martin from Templeport, um, uh, Thomas Moore from Balanya and Mark Stewart from Crush Law. I caught up with them at the launch of the championship. So all to come over on the Die Hard service. Hope you have a good weekend.